and a psychotherapist. Welcome to Melancholy Geek, where you have a show where you get the thoughts and opinions of a geek with depression. My name is Preston, and uh, I did this thing that I was talking about and got a guest for my show, completely different from what I actually had intended, uh, but probably a better fit to start off with. Uh, so probably none of you know her because not many people listen to this yet but hey maybe if you do you'll you'll get why this makes sense so i'd like to introduce you to georgia dow um georgia how are you today i'm good i'm good so um a little bit about me while i'm on the show please Um, break it down yeah so i host um many different podcasts on technology and geeky things uh, so movies, video games, uh, the newest tech and fun stuff, and I'm also a licensed psychotherapist, where my specialist is uh, dealing with anxiety and depression. So that uh, and that was a random thing that popped up when I uh, was walking home one day. Like, who can I get? Who can I get? Who's a tech person or a geek person that that uh, also can understand what I'm going through and like to have you know don't mind being recorded talking about it. And it's like, wait a minute, Georgia. Georgia wouldn't want to come on my show, but I'll send her a tweet anyway. She's like, it's like, I can't remember if it was a one, it was a one line answer, which was why it was extra funny. Uh, I can't remember if it was just a yes or a sure. And I was just like, yeah, wait a minute. Was, yeah, I think that was, I think that that was what it, I think that that was what it was. I think it was just like a, yeah. So yeah, that then then I'm just like, oh, okay, now I actually have to Follow make this work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to set expectations, uh, right. but I I, had, I figured I'd figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's fun. So you, your regular day practice is your is being a psychotherapist. So yes. you're probably Monday to Friday type of deal. I don't know what your schedule is like, of course. Actually, Tuesday to went to Thursday because if there's only one reason to work for yourself, it's to give yourself good hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work Monday to Friday, but now I work a long Tuesday and then Wednesday and Thursday. I do do Skype sessions that are like on Fridays. Um, I'll, I'll do Skype sessions um, from home, but yeah, I'm I'm off for the other four days. But that's what I've been doing for um, yeah, you know, the past decade or so is. Um, psychotherapy during the daytime and then at night I'll do mostly podcasts and other fun stuff though I'm kind of uh, pulling back from doing a whole bunch of podcasts just um, a lot of time so I don't do as many as I used to like I used to do a lot like it was I think it was at one point there were like nine different podcasts that I would be on relatively regularly that was a, a little bit much seems to be consistent like a lot of the the people out in the tech world, especially, just they're almost addicted to it, and they and they have to start and stop other ones. And yeah. I've seen people merge their uh, like smaller podcast into one of the bigger ones and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's time consuming, and like you know, again, mm-hmm. you have advertising and, and other stuff like that that kind of holds you to having to do it for a while. But you want to do it while it's fun, and if one has kind of given its course, then you merge it into something else. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one question I had um, to get an idea on. You, so you definitely have had to probably explain to either patients or loved ones that 
that you believe they have either anxiety or depression or something similar. Mm-hmm. So how, how have you found is the best way to do that? I'm really straightforward. So I usually go through the, the beginning of what is it, right? I mm-hmm. think that it's um, comforting also to know of what you're dealing with and that it's normal and that there's nothing wrong with you. I think that um, even like one third of the population will go through depression at one point or not of their life. That's a lot. And anything that hits a great deal of our society actually was probably at some point in our species development was beneficial. And mm-hmm. so with depression, um, different than anxiety, but they like they run together, right? Um, of course. So for depression, it's almost like your body going through a mild form of hibernation or severe form of hibernation where you kind of lose your motivation. You want to stay in the cave. Um, you some people eat more some people eat less either you're absorbing all the nutrients so you could make it through the winter or you're not eating it though the tribe then would have more nutrients to be able to survive through the winter and that um, a lot more negative thoughts that kind of go through that stop you from going out into the cold and the wild which was very dangerous for us as a species mm-hmm. kind of keeps us in and we kind of stay and it takes a lot more energy to do things our body is wanting to you know stay in not deal with things but there's also many different types of depression. There's like dysthymia, which is very, very mild. There's seasonal depression where it is, we're not getting the same amount of sunlight. And so mm-hmm. because of that, our body's like, okay, let's shut down. Let's not deal with us. There's biological, like so we are, some are genetically more predisposed to be depressed. Um, sometimes it's also learned. Um, we, we see how do other people deal with stressful situations. They kind of shut down. Yeah. And then it also could be situational. Something's happened um, in my past or, or in my recent present that makes my body say, okay, I, I can't handle this. So I'm just going to kind of enclose myself for a little while and deal with it. I, I think that the, the biggest misconception that people go through when dealing with depression is often people think that it's just feeling sad. And I often get like family members of someone that's depressed saying, oh, well, I've been sad too. They should just do this. And I'm like, yeah. Like that no, that's not that's not it. Like sad is actually no. a very mild like if you're sad then you're you're good. You're good, you're Well, good, then you're, you're okay. sad. Yeah, you're then, sad. Yeah, then <laughs> very you, well, nicely said. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, but then like yeah. like you said it's a, sometimes it's a mild form cuz yeah. Sure, if you're you're sad yeah. for a reason that makes sense for being sad, yeah. you know, if you have a situation where something happened in your life, be it a loved one passed away or something. Mm-hmm. That's fine yeah. or if you're child and you dropped a piece of food on the floor like you know yes. it's one of those things but when when you have like you said it could be mild where it's not overcoming mm-hmm. but you feel sad but you don't have a reason you know a, a logical yeah. reason to be sad yeah whereas um like a everyday person like will just be sad for whatever reason it makes sense be it like i said a loved yeah. one passes away or uh, maybe the relationship ends or whatever that's, but when it comes to, and it's of course my experience, it's a little bit different than yours, but I'm still in there. But like, so being sad is not always the case. Cause even though a lot of what you just described, uh, I go through on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I, sadness is probably not the biggest one that yeah. I experience. Um, yeah. I get loneliness, um, I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, 
So it's it's not as simple as just sadness or sorrow. It's yeah. it's a combination of random emotions that don't necessarily make sense for what's going on. Yeah. And I, I think that you're absolutely I think that the biggest uh, most of my clients, the biggest difficulty is the lack of motivation of like they just can't and the lack of caring or even about themselves that that can happen when it gets really severe. And those are the ones that are the most difficult um, and the isolation for sure. And also not people not understanding and giving, um, um, I, I don't want to say inane because they're, they're giving the best advice that they know, but other people kind of trying to like just smile more or something like that it always makes me kind of chuckle because that's like. Um, this the word is probably to use even though people switch to the more common word is ignorance they just yeah. don't know any yes, different they just don't know better because they've never experienced it yeah and even the people that <coughs> um that know like okay my my son has depression and that, and this is a situation mom if you listen to this i'm sorry i'm bringing you into this uh but <laughs> like she she knows that i've had depression for probably longer than i did um, through my situations over the years, but she still doesn't understand it. She tries her best. Yeah. Um, but when you don't go through it and mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really hard, which is probably why I end up befriending so many people that are in similar situations as myself. Yeah, Cause you understand uh, each other, even definitely. though there's even people though, it's true. Like depression can be many different ways. Not everyone feels the same way. Not everyone can get out of it the same way either that works for them. So that's even, even, in groups of people that are dealing with depression, there's so many different ways that we can experience depression that even in that way, I, I, you know, when I run groups, sometimes someone's like, well, I've done this, this is how it helped me. So this is how it's going to help you. And that may not be the case either. Right. There's not only no. one solution, unfortunately. No, cause then, well, we probably have it figured out by now. Yeah. Can I ask how long you've had depression? Um, Official diagnosis probably in my late teens, but I probably had it longer than that because a lot of that, like a lot of those things that you don't, when you don't know any better, mm -hmm. uh, such as uh, motivational issues or those you know random feelings that don't make sense, uh, especially as a kid, you don't you don't know any different, right? right? You don't understand, uh, and that's actually going to come into my next question, but like your parents or, or your family members because they haven't dealt with it before they don't understand it so they yes, just assume it's somebody being a teenager which mm -hmm. hey certainly could be could be yeah uh, so you know it's just one of those things so but yeah so i was coming into my next question kind of relates to that is what type of advice you'd think would be would you provide someone that maybe thinks that maybe a loved one or whatnot is actually maybe going through like depression or some other type of wellness. Mm -hmm. Like what, what is, what's the kind of stuff to look for? Yeah. Like what are those key points that say, okay, that person may have made depression or anxiety or what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a difficult thing. And often we, um, the first thing would be actually being cued in to other people that are around you. If, if something seems off, usually our instincts are quite right that there might be something off may not be anxiety or depression, but it could be something else. So I think that we often hope that things are going to be okay, and so we want to look the other way. And now we're much better educated on paying attention to others yeah. and how important that is. But it used to be the way is that if we just leave it be, it's, it's probably going to be okay. 
And sometimes that is the case, but we want to look away and we don't want it to believe that it could be so that we don't have to deal with it. And I think that that's something that we want to change. So the one would be to be cued into differences in behavior. So if usually someone is sleeping all day and now they are not sleeping at all, that would be a difference in behavior. Some people are sleepers, some people are eaters, some people are not eaters. But if someone that used to eat no longer eats, people are withdrawing from behaviors. And again, a lot of that is just natural being a teenager, right? You know, you just sure. have your phone in your bedroom. That's but you want to monitor that, um, withdrawing from things that they used to find pleasure in, no longer feeling pleasure in the things that they're doing, um, avoiding things. Um, mm -hmm. If they used to be a good student and their marks going down, and it's not because they've taken up another skill, it's just their marks are not going. Um, mm -hmm. Withdrawing into themselves, not being able to, to speak about that. Um, overeating, undereating, loss of weight and gaining of weight. And uh, it also could be aggression. So depression can come off as feeling angry and upset as well as it can be withdrawn and introverted, depending on, again, the fight or flight system that's being activated. And sometimes it's freeze. I can't do anything. Uh, difficulty also in concentration would be another one that's very, very common. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some really serious ones would be, um, you know, hibernating, giving away things that you care about, um, no longer seeming to care, not washing, not dressing, not going outside, um, not be participating anymore in their own life and not seeming to care about that. Those would be some much more serious kind of things. And then you want to ask the question. I think that we often skirt around asking very direct questions of, do you think that you might be depressed? Because the person may not know, right? At first it's just, well, no, I've just slowly become this, I don't know. But sometimes just being asked in a very direct way, I, I think that we use a lot of euphemisms for, for things that need direct answers. You know, are you okay is a nice one, but also might you be depressed? And yeah. are you feeling suicidal or should I mm -hmm. worry? You know, is there something that, that we should, you know, get help? Do you want help? And, and that's the thing of sometimes people are like, I think that I can manage it, but at least there's someone there that says, well, if you can't, I'm here and I'm listening. And that's mm -hmm. the other thing is to listen and not try to supplant your feelings. No, 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 you're not actually, this happens a lot. You're not really depressed. This is just a teenage thing. Or I went through this just when I was phase. young. Yeah, it'll go away. Or I went through this when I was young, so don't worry, it'll be fine. Um, try not to do that. Try not to do that. Listen to what they're saying and, and take them seriously to that. Yeah, no, I'd have to agree with a lot of that. <laughs> the hardest for myself, um, having probably like, like we were saying before, so the sadness wasn't as prominent early on, but it got to a point where uh, I certainly got to, and I still am more than I probably should be, but like secluded as a person mm -hmm. and then started to have those suicidal thoughts. And, and that, that's kind of when I, uh, I probably kind of knew definitely when my mother knew, uh, cause, uh, I did, uh, as I've mentioned to my listeners before, but I did try to kill myself back in I I was 17 or something. How did you yeah. try to kill yourself? If I may ask. Uh, you don't a have lot. to answer any questions. No, no, I've already said ask. this. Um, no, no, you can ask. But, but I, I asked already... direct questions, but if you don't want to answer, just we cut it out. Of course, you asked, correct... of course you asked direct questions. This is what you do for a living. This is what I do for uh, a living. No, I, um, at the time, 
I didn't know any difference. So the the idea was uh, this headache medication with I don't know what kind it was, but I'll just take a lot of that. That'll be fine. One of the worst decisions I ever had in my life. I don't want to ever have to vomit like that again because there was nothing but there was nothing really to vomit up. Uh, so I, that was the first time I think that my like my family really. Took it took that it to be a, well, to it, that was the biggest sign. There was nothing mm -hmm. significant to that. Besides that, yeah. Um, but that was such a bad experience, even though I still have those thoughts. And I actually find that, um, I find that being selfless towards other people actually holds me back from that kind of stuff. So I have those thoughts every once in a while, regretfully. Uh, but I, don't have a fear of it actually happening because I don't want my family to go through what other people's families have gone through. Uh, what, so that, that's just me. That's the way I feel. So I don't worry about that. Even though I have those feelings, I like, I don't want that phone call to go to my mother or my brother or my sister. Right. It's just not something I want to go through. So I care about them enough to not go through that. Um, and granted, I, I also understand that maybe that that if I ever feel bad enough where that I may not care about anything else that that I'm going to try to go past that because one of my biggest problems is even though I know I need help with a lot of things in my life mm -hmm. I don't want to ask for it because I feel like a burden to to my family or friends so that's just one of those things so if you ever felt that way like, what would be your options of what you would do um, instead of killing yourself? I don't know. Because it's... The, every time I've felt like that in the last probably five or five or ten years, I've always had that feeling that, like, it comes back to, like, well, how would my, my mother take this? How would my friends take this? So I, I've always been those thoughts have gone in my head and said, okay, you know what? It's not worth it. I'll deal with whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put my, my, my mother through this and, or my family through this or my friends through this. Um, probably you don't mention you. Sorry. No, I don't mention me, which Why? is, which is the funny thing because I, I put, I put other people ahead of me probably more than I should. Would uh, that be one of the reasons for the depression? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it probably doesn't help it at times, um, but I don't know. But that—that's I—I I, I tend to come back around to to my what what actually keeps my attention, or most of the time, or or what will help me not think about the you know the sorrow or the loneliness or or what so have you. So like that's why uh, that's why I have all of this technology in here. So, it, you know, I'm allowed, I'm able to play video games. I'm able to play stuff and take my mind off stuff. It doesn't always work correctly, yeah. Yeah. but you know, sometimes it's that bad. Uh, sometimes I'll reach out to, you know, friends, especially a close friend who understands it more and uh, they're able to, you know, keep me or, or bring me back to where I am most days. Um, but it's just one of those things where and I, it's like, I'm a very analytical and logical person, mm -hmm. which makes it even worse. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah that's okay. true. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like, yeah, I feel this with no good reason to feel it. Um, but as even though that type of feeling may come up on occasion, I, I've not been to a point where I even second guess myself that I wouldn't would actually go and uh, actually go uh, and take taking the action on those feelings. Right. So now, if that ever wavers, uh, I will <laughs> take take whatever steps need to be taken. Hopefully. Wait, so I only have two comments to that because that's you probably have do. a lot more than two comments for that. Probably a lot more than two comments, but the one of them is that I think that for a lot of people that are depressed, so not not only for you, it's their their own level of like self love, self care, self relationship with self is not where it should be, <laughs> for whatever reason, right? Sure. Um, that we need to have a really healthy relationship with ourselves so that we listen to when we're in distress for us and that we have a lot of stuff in place beforehand because when like say that like my worry for you is without having an actual plan now when your brain is like you know all calm and and pretty you know there to be able to do the analytics when we're in we hit a really deep dark place the analytics are gone, right? When we're in a strong Usually. depression or strong anxiety, what happens to the brain is that the middle part of the brain, the limbic system, that's the part that deals with emotions and distress, takes over and numbs the working memory. So it pretty much knocks out the working memory and we're kind of going on instincts. Sure. Then it's going to be a really hard time to try to figure out how do I dig out of this? You want to kind of find your plan before you fall into the hole of how would you get out of the hole besides being in the hole? Do you know what I mean? No, I, so I completely understand. I, I, you know, I would love for you and for everyone else that's kind of going through this to mm -hmm. when you're in the last time and it, you don't want to think about it, right? Cause you're in a good place. You're like, why would I want to wreck my happy mood or feeling okay with dealing with this? Now, the last thing that I ever want to deal with, which I totally understand, but, you know, you should learn to swim before you've fallen in the water is, is my thought to it because it's so hard at that point to learn how to swim. So if no, it's, it's, you know, reaching out to a friend, if it's seeking a therapist, if it's going on medication, if it's talking to your doctor, if it's taking up yoga, uh, going on a trip to Tibet, like whatever is the things that you think make you feel better when you're feeling down, um, but, you know, have it written on a sheet of paper. And I, I say this and people are like, really, George? I'm not even not even on your phone. Like, you'd have it on your phone, you just won't look. But have it on a sheet of paper somewhere where you can go to, if I'm feeling really in a slump, these are the things that I need to do. And it's harder to say no to them when you say, okay, I'm going to call this person. This is the place that I'm going to go. I'm going to see this one therapist that was kind of recommended that I think might be okay and not weird me out. And, you know, do these things. Just because it's so... It is such um, it's a hard trip to take out of the hole alone. And, and you can do it alone if you have a really great relationship with you. But most of the time, depression is also linked to our own sense of self and, and self-care that, that isn't where it should be um, because it's, it's just really rough, right? And depression can hit, hit everyone. That's the other thing I think that people think that, oh, well, it will never happen to me because... Listen, we're talking about neurotransmitters. I shoot you filled with neurotransmitters. I can make you feel whatever I want. I shoot you filled with adrenaline. Yeah. I'll give you a panic attack. It is the way mm -hmm. our body works. No one is immune to this. Well, it's it's a thing that 
it's it's no different than it's like it's part of life for some people and it mm -hmm. could be part of life for anybody but yeah. it's it's one of those things it you go as a good example as one be like you never think that some you know unless you get to a certain point but you never think that um that car accident or that yeah. you know will will happen to you or a loved one but yeah. when it does which actually is my situation uh when my father passed away like you don't think of that like you just have or like oh i'm coming to the end of june da, 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 and then you get a phone call yeah. right it's it's life you don't know what's going to happen so yeah i i agree it's not something that i've really done and maybe i should do and i'll have to look into that uh, a plan to deal with you uh when you're feeling bad and then have a plan for when you're feeling just worse yeah so you know so you can plan for the most likely, but plan for the worst situation. Mm -hmm. It's what people do in business. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and there's a reason for that because anything can happen, right? Uh, you look at a good example only because I happen to see it. I don't, not really a news person, but um, the our uh, Lotto Max, which is for those actually not in Canada, that that's our lottery. Six uh, million dollars went. Wednesday that was here in Newfoundland right I'm sure they didn't expect to win like the group of people expected to win that money because that's one in I did the math on this once like one in 600 billion chances for one number to win right right no one expects that but right. that's that one chance so if it's one in say a hundred thousand that someone like myself will will actually get to that deep dark place taking the I don't know maybe hour to two hours maybe longer depending on what your situation is to plan something like that would certainly be reasonable right now the problem comes when you are in a situation like like myself where motivation is an issue yeah uh yes. more often than than sadness but yeah no yeah. i i um i've never thought of doing that to be quite honest uh but it makes all the sense in the world so what well, I'm going to mention that, that to other people that maybe don't have as much motivation problems and maybe they will help me. Yeah. Or again, you do it with someone together. Exactly. Like, like you know, let's, let's figure out what, what makes me feel good and what doesn't. And what, if I feel like really, if I'm at the point where I'm feeling suicidal, what should I do? Um, and what could other people do? Um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, reach out to someone because often doing it, like you might know even what to do, but to be able to do it, can be really tough. Yeah. So I think on that point, it, to make it as simple as possible is probably the best idea. Mm -hmm. Right. To whatever gets you started will be simple. Like you said, a phone call, a text message to that person. Uh, yeah, no, I, it's definitely a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's so lovely that you're doing this podcast and people now talk about these things. I think that it added to that feeling of seclusion when, when people mm -hmm. would, um, feel like they have to hide what they're dealing with. I think that the way that we look at, um, and I, I hate the word actual mental illness, to be honest, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, oh, not that it's a bad word. There's nothing wrong with the word. My feeling to it is that, like, lots of the things that we go through are completely normal. Like, it is normal to not be, I hate even the word normal, because there's no normal. Like, we're all no, no. all of different if, stuff, right? Which um, is funny, the way yeah. I... The way, the way I've, over the years, especially yeah. being with my issues, yeah. qualify someone as being normal yeah. is if they are different. 
Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Which is why, like, so you have certain people that, oh, I'm going to be like this celebrity, and I'm going to be like my friends, and they're all wearing the same stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm more normal than you, because I'm different than you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we all, like, again, one-third of the population will go through anxiety, one-third will go through uh, depression. Um, Like, that's, like, exceptionally common. You know someone that is going through one, the other, or both, um right now in your small circle unit of friends right Definitely. you have three people one of them is and going through this and the, it's so common to that that um it's it's so sad that we didn't speak about it and reach out to other people so that everyone else knows you're not alone in this agreed uh and i and it's true for myself but i think it's probably true for many people is even though that one in three is certainly the case you probably would not be able to pinpoint who that one is most of the time yeah you're absolutely right absolutely right because you know i i understand that when it comes up i don't i don't i don't mind talking about it at like work or or when i meet people but like i don't go out of i don't i i put up even if I'm not feeling the greatest, if I have a yeah. you know status or whatnot, mm-hmm. I will go to work and make them a deal. Yeah, yeah. you're be, not wearing a T-shirt that says "depressed" on it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna deal and interact with people like they would expect someone to interact with for the most part. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes back to finding. Um, granted, I'm not even sure what the good signs of this are, but uh, well, at some points, um, but. So a lot of people like myself will wear that type of mask, as I put it in my own thought process. Yeah. Um, it's seeing seeing through the mask is probably the hard part because people like myself have perfected this over years, mm-hmm. right? So, what type of things would you would you think are best to look for? Like for me, maybe it's obvious where I don't socialize as most as other people. Um, I am very secluded. So maybe that's a good, uh, something to think, uh, to give somebody an idea. Obviously, like it may not be the case. It just might be someone's antisocial, but I mean, it's something that puts up in your head. I'm like, okay, this little thing that may give someone the idea, but so like I, I, I've come to the pack where I've accepted it and I try to deal with it in this manner and, and in other manners. What would, for people that are concerned, because they, like, what type of warning signs would you, are most common for people to, uh, to, you know, to give either coworkers or loved ones that have, you know, obviously, you know, big circles of families to make, just to put it in their heads so that, that, like, they, oh, okay, this, this is, you know, this person I'm now dating may have depression. And I'm going to be, you know, or, or my coworker is there doing that. So what, what kind of stuff outside of what I mentioned would, would you say is, is most common for that? So those signs that you can look for. Yeah. Um, difficulty to cope. Um, so if someone gets really upset over something that you're like, Hmm, they were really upset over this. Um, because so what happens when you're depressed, you don't have the same amount of energy to expend. Um, part of it is because of that mask. That's exhausting, having to pretend that you're okay when you're not. Um, also, things don't filter as well, so you could be a little bit more easily upset. Um, if we've not sleeping as well, we could feel more paranoid and, and have a difficulty in processing of information. 
uh, secluding, starting to say no to parties, not wanting to go out, not wanting to do things, um, that they now look different than they did before. So perhaps it could be, and this is less common nowadays. Now people are, are like, because they don't want anyone else usually to know, but if they, they look like different, like they didn't put as much time and care. I know that like two of the things for myself when I'm feeling more down is that like, I don't want to wash my hair because I have like just too much hair. Um, and it just takes forever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have nice hair. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't want to do it. I just don't feel like, like dealing with that or, you know, other mm -hmm. pieces to that. And also like the interactions that you have with them might be more curt or more short or more withdrawn to that and not wanting to expend energy in other areas of your life to it is is one of those really important warning signs what have you found with other people that are around you that might be some warning signs of things that you would want people to watch out for or even for your own friends and family what are your because often we have our own little things where like i know like if i'm online shopping i'm like oh yeah, I'm not feeling too good because I'm just online shot. Like, that's just something that I know. Oh, yeah, I want online no, shot. That's <laughs> huh, funny enough. I bought another uh, set of tech. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to feel uh, happy by, you know, getting something. I, I'm, no, I, I completely understand that. I'm famous for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't. That's the thing. Even though I'm really good at being that person wearing the mask, I, I don't personally find myself that great in seeing that from other people. Right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm famous for, uh, even though I'm pretty still, I, I, it's balancing the, the logic saying, okay, you can't go too crazy and sp spend that $10,000 on the new iMac Pro that you absolutely don't need, hmm. uh, which is very true. But you know, even though I want to sometimes. Right. Uh, but most recently, I was on the fence about um, upgrading a concert ticket to uh, a VIP where I like actually you know, go meet the band and do the soundtrack and stuff. So I was just having a bad weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm spending the $150. It's done. But when you think back on it, I'm like, that'll probably be very a good day for me. So I just justified it after the fact. But, you know, I've, I've done that. Yeah. So it, it's a thing. But, no, I've, um, I've, like, after the fact, I found out certain people uh you know, are, are like myself and I would not have known yeah. because it's, I don't know what to look for. You know, granted I'm, I'm secluded, so I'm not, I'm too close to a whole lot of people. Uh, and the one person I'm very close to, I already know she's, you know, we're very close. So we, we don't have, uh, like, I understand that kind of stuff, but I don't like, it's hard to, I don't know, maybe it's, we're too focused on putting our mask on we don't recognize that somebody else is wearing a mask. Or they could be really good at it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I... Right? They might have practiced exactly. for, like, you know, 15, 20 years of wearing this mask, and so now they've mastered, uh, and no one would ever know. And unfortunately, we are often also so stuck in our own heads that we're not really paying attention to others, right? Like, I... Um, I, I sh probably, even though I do this for a living, miss some people that are depressed. Sometimes I know, like I usually catch it through like micro expressions, right? Like quiet sure. little moments that are not, and I can see someone's for anxiety. I, um, I catch it through their breathing usually and through, oh, that's um, interesting. yeah, it, it's, we're kind of unconsciously already attuned to that. So often if you're feeling anxious and it's not because of you, it's probably because someone else is anxious 
or angry. Yeah. Anxiety is the same thing. You're probably yeah. catching someone else's anxiety through that. And through depression, it is usually, and anger is usually through micro expressions that I can kind of see it in those quiet moments in between when something is happening and someone drops their mask for a moment. Yeah. And uh, you can tell that, you know, that's the relief of being able to let it go. Um, what do you do that makes you feel better? Uh, well, what are your that's... tips for other people that well, are... Tips for other people probably are the things that I don't do uh, or as often. <laughs> okay, so no, wait, seriously, wait, though. wait a second, though. Wait, 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 wait. This What's is definitely not that? where I expected this to go. You didn't expect this? Did you not? You hired oh, no, a psychotherapist to come onto your show. And I... No, I, I'm glad this is happening, but I just, Fair. like, I, this, <laughs> this is all new to me. This You've right. done this a bajillion times, probably right. not for this topic, but you've done this a lot. So, yeah. no, I find, like, people have made suggestions as maybe I should push yeah. to not be so secluded and whatnot. So that that's a thing. And I think yeah. that's a good idea, even though I don't do it as often as I probably should. Yeah. Um, not that I don't, like, it's... Like I, I still try to socialize at work and whatnot when I can, because uh, I'm there with hundreds of people. So it's not, right. you know, that's different. But I don't go uh, anywhere to socialize in a social environment um, very often. Why um, is that? Mainly because I don't find that there are many places for me to go and do that. Here and that's maybe it's the case with a lot of people. Maybe it's the case someone lives in a big metropolis uh, like Ontario or, or you know certain places in Ontario, Quebec, uh, and they can do that. There's a lot of variety, but I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I, if I have the opportunity to go and socialize with colleagues or friends over over dinner or supper or what so have you, then yes, I'll take those. Um, the last two times I was invited out to anything, I've gone, even though. It's very unusual for me to go to such things. Um, most of those events also involve drinking, mm -hmm. which I don't do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find that can be very off-putting to me because you've got probably 90% of the other people that are there are drinking and some, you know, a good percentage of those are drunk by the end of it. And as entertaining as those conversations could be, right. uh, it's, it's not something I really seek out. Because that's that then that's you may be getting more of the person than you probably would otherwise, but it's not that person. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, no, so I occasionally when I have been invited out to certain things, uh, I've gone, but it really depends. But then it's the other thing is like, how bad is my mood right. that day? Right. How much energy are you going to have to expend to be with people right. that may not be your comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. So sure. my my kind of stuff comes back to the geekiness of my life, which is so. You know, I'll play the video games. I'll watch the TV and movies. Which, uh, for those actually, see, this is what happens when you don't listen to like some of my podcasts before you come on. Because I say all this. <laughs> no, uh, I've been playing World of Warcraft since pretty much it started. So wow, I used that. to play World of Warcraft. I I could show you things. Actually, I can show you things. So this little guy, I have no lights on in here. It's horrible. I can um, see him though. The light from the computer shines on him. Yeah. yeah. So Where's if you played World of Warcraft in like 
since the last two expansions, you know this guy. This is Pepe from um, who basically just pops on your head and falls around. Oh, that's but so I have. Funny. Oh yeah, he's a great little dude. Huh. But I've got I've got World of Warcraft stuff uh, all over my place. I'm at, the shirt I'm wearing is the Horde. Nice, nice. Big Horde. Um, but yeah, I've TV and movies, uh, so I'll I'll quite often go out to movies. Yeah. Uh, granted, it's not always socializing. So, what kind of movies do you like? Uh, yeah, a pretty wide variety. Uh, I went and seen Black Panther recently, which is excellent. That was excellent. It was excellent. Uh, but I went with a friend, which is great. Good. But no, I'll go almost see anything that seems to be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Shape of Water there recently. I haven't seen it yet. Which, Don't tell me anything. But is it good? It's it's not what you expect from from Del Toro. Del Toro. Huh. But yes, it is great. Okay, good. That's uh, the next one that is on my list to see, actually. Uh, it, it's completely I saw, not. I loved the, the art for it. Which oh, yeah, I know it's Del Toro, so you're expecting that? Well, yeah, you get the, um, the poster get for it is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's appropriate for what it is too. Okay. Uh, hmm. It was just one of those things where you just like, uh, I expect this to be one thing, and it's completely different. I kind of like that though. There's there something go. that I ah, oh, there we go. And let there be light. I'm also nocturnal. I, I seldomly have lights on. I used to be nocturnal. But. But it's sometimes fun to to actually uh, voice control these things, which is great. Yes, yes, that is so true. That is so true. You yes. you don't have the switches that you walk through the house and the lights turn on for you. They are amazing. I'm just gonna say that if there's something you want to get, you think that it's not gonna be that big of a deal until in the middle of the night you walk through the house to get some water or something, and all the lights just turn on. Kind of. First, no, I, I certainly see why that would be great for certain people. Uh, but because I, I actually am very good at uh, seeing in the dark, I don't really have a use for that. Oh, really? Like, I could probably walk through here in the middle of night, and there's oh. enough light coming from, you know, the, the windows and whatnot that I don't have a problem. Oh, that's cool. That's me. Hmm. Not everybody's like me. Uh, I don't even know why I wrote out, like, uh, a plan of questions and stuff, but because <laughs> we're just going all over the place, but that's fine. I'm sure this is how this stuff works. This is how it works. Uh, so having having things to take your mind off of of such things as depression is probably a good thing but um i don't know if it's the case i don't know if you've ever dealt with this do you think uh geeky things like video games to some degree um that geek culture is something that is overall beneficial to someone there's that's a little a twist. Really, yeah, that's a really um, complex question because I think Isn't it? that, yeah, no, it's a, it is a really, and I think that we're just learning about that. I think that in moderation, it's great. As in moderation, is. right? Yeah, because yeah. it's great that you get a break, right? If you're only thinking negative things, like how do you get better at something? You practice, right? So mm-hmm. if all day you're just thinking negative, painful things, you are practicing depression, and you're going to get better at it. More Basically stewing in it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you're you're actually going to get better to it. So when my my mom died, um, like I would play video games and watch TV, <clears throat> and I'm really playing the video games. I'm, it's really just trying to pass time, right? Where I'm not basically running through in my head, oh my god, she's dead. 
and I don't have a mom anymore, and that's so weird. And like, and you yeah. just kind of cycle through which those cyclical thoughts that can become uh, tormentors. They don't mean to be. They're actually trying to have you find a solution to them, but yeah. they're not. And so that's good for a period of time um, to give you a break from that and to allow you to feel joy and happiness and dopamine flows and you feel like good mm -hmm. when you've done this and you're like yeah and that was great and I did this great thing and then you get some dopamine which is really good for you Definitely. The, the problem the the dark side to that the other side of the coin is that we can get sucked into that and that becomes our world where you know if I'm a god in my video game and I'm just regular me in my day-to-day -day life life is kind of no there's no life uh, maybe some people's life but most people's life are never yeah. going to be able to live up to the life of video games and i mean celebrities too i'm just going to state that out there celebrities Great. as well there are very few like maybe branson he seems to be able to have a lot of fun and just live in the moment but very few people's lives ever well, yeah rich, there's only so many included rich and famous included they oh, are some of the most depressed unhappy people for very many reasons and so you get this video game where you get to not have to deal with it, not have any stress, everything, you understand the math, and it all works out. That's hard to leave. And so there's a strong addictive uh, pull to that. Mm -hmm. And then you're not dealing with the problems. The problem with video games or drugs or alcohol or any other escapist kind of things that we do when we're going through trauma is that you stop the video game and it's still there. We haven't learned those tools of how to manage it. And we can become very isolationist. So in some ways, it's nice because you have a video game that maybe you have a whole bunch of friends and people that you hang out with and they care about you to, you know, to an extent, right? But, sure. um, you know, you know them, you care about them, you have this, this group there that, that you're with, but then you leave that group and you don't. And we become very isolationist. And so a lot of people that are dealing with social anxiety play a lot of video games. And in some ways, it's very good. And I, again, I love games. Like, I am a strong gamer. I'm, I'm quite aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you so, probably have me beat, considering you have what? Is it, is it two separate rooms for yourself and your husband for your VR? It's that... one big room that's separated, but yes. Okay. He is right now, as we speak, in that room playing video games. Uh, I think he's playing Fallout 4 on VR um, as we speak. Um, it's my game Funny I'm enough. playing right now is Shadow of War um, and a horrible game on the iPhone called Legendary Heroes. It's a horrible game. Don't ever play so it. So many horrible games on the There's iPhone. So many horrible games. Anyways, I've been, been busy wasting no. my time with that game. Uh, fully enjoying <laughs> getting cards, fighting things. and So bad. It's, it's got all of the bad addictive kind of properties as a, a game, <laughs> a highly addictive game does. But um, It's very true. Yeah. So that's, that's the problem with, with game is that we can do too much of it and it, it's, it works, um, but then we might not go out or exercise or do other things that we kind of need to balance out our life. Um, mm. And it becomes harder. The less we do that, the less we're good at that and the less we feel comfortable doing that. And that be, can, can become very difficult. And then there's social media, which um, I'll, I'll so. just say it. We want to be controversial. Social media is the devil. Let's be honest. It can be. It, it really, there's some good things to it, but when we're dealing with anxiety and depression and we see other people living these amazing lives, they're mostly a lie and we compare ourselves to them. And like, it's great for getting information out that you can have quickly accessible and anyone can put out a message. Awesome. Social yep. media is in that way a God. And then in the other way of what we do to ourselves for social media and wanting more internet clicks and um, 
you know, likes in this that we kind of will can get also stuck into. And also that feeling of my, I'm not good enough and look at all these other people that are doing all these things. And then my life pales in comparison. Mm -hmm. It's horrible for us. And, and it's no, very sad. And most of it's a lie. Like, you know, I have so many people that I know that like post stuff and they like just wanted the one picture and then they like, that's it. They're going back to bed. Like, so it's, it's not even true in many cases. And no one posts the real stuff in social media. We're not posting that, you know. Some people listen, do. Some people. Some people do. But no, it's definitely not, not listen, common. I'm just sitting in bed with my hair all greasy and going to eat bonbons and not even get up, um, you know, wearing my, my trashy, like, you know, shirts that are all torn up and I'm stinky and I'm posting this onto social media. Most people don't. I remember Leo and I having that conversation that we're both going to do it. I did. Leo didn't. I'm just saying, Leo, what's up with the photo? Um, we... Granted, if Leo Laporte ever listens to this, thank you. <laughs> the last interaction. No, uh, is, here's okay. Here's a funny story. Tell me. Uh, um, oh, how many years ago? Um, two or three years ago. Uh, the first year that he he and his network went and decided to do the we're going to celebrate New Year's Eve everywhere in the world. Right. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, I was on that for were you? thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the funny so part cool. about that, oh, no, it was awesome. I was like really happy about it. And then I, I, I only got, you know, maybe a minute that, that I got. I didn't even get to have much of a conversation. But that's fine. Time hey, works listen, out. I'm, like that's pretty, let's say, like that's pretty big. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But what was funny is one of the first things that was said, because yeah. this was around, because um, so for those that don't know, uh, Newfoundland is three and a half hours minus of whatever the mean time is. Uh, so in, I was late at that point for Leo. He's probably drunk up his mind. Everyone was drinking. Uh, at that point, they were just coming on to do uh, something with, um, I think it was Brian Brushwood and, and Justin Robert Young. <laughs> and the first thing, and they were probably drinking all day too. So the first thing that, that uh, Justin Robert <laughs> Young said, and you may not even remember this, but I'm pretty sure that that whole thing is out there somewhere. Uh, he's like, oh my God, it's Jesus. And I understand it, but it was just like, you just ruined my day. <laughs> Not really, but I was just, you know, it's just, see, I've heard it before, but it's just not something I want to be associated with. Granted. Out of, but out of all things, out of all things, he probably meant it as a compliment. Oh, he didn't mean, I don't think he meant it either way. That is just, he was probably like, it was either Justin being Justin or yeah. he was Justin being Justin on so much alcohol and just reacted. Right. There was no thought there. There's right. just like, right. Oh, oh, Jesus yeah. is on the phone. Right. Oh. Right. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. It was a little off putting at the time. But tell, that's me, fine. tell me why so off putting though. I don't usually know. If someone says you it's look no, like it's... someone else, it's not because you look bad. No, no, it's not. But that, and that's what was... fabulous. It is a, the stereotypical long hair which i love i think long hair is like awesome both my boys have like exceptionally long hair i think it's like awesome i, I consistently i've had my my the hairdressers and people i've worked with yeah. i've been jealous over my hair yeah. so i know i've got that. that's fine yeah. it was and it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just yeah. one of those things that i don't want to be associated with right right personally. right but that's me right like, no, I, I, get I, it. I respect I get it you religion. want to be known for you <laughs> I respect people's religious. God. We don't want to mistake you for That's, God. We want like you to be you. And I am yes, uh, without question. Yes, uh, exactly. But 
it's just it's just at in the moment it was more a reaction without you know thought yeah uh where it's like okay this atheist just got called the one of the messiah from the christian religion so that's right. a great great start to the evening when you're just come on and and then it's it's something that twit's pretty popular so that you're like Twit is very popular like, so then you ended up with this tag everyone <laughs> yes that's right. well that's the thing if, right. if this was a video show you were like yes. hey it's that jesus guy from twit yes and yes. i'm not sure i want that yes yeah. I Unless it gets me views, maybe I do want that. That's true. That's Talk true. Video for me. That's no, true. I don't know. <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think? Uh, I don't know if any of this is true or not. This is just an opinion based off of my little small uh, experience level. Do you think that? And it could go. One could cause the other. Uh, more so, do, but do you think it's it's more common for uh, people with depression to be uh, attracted to the geek culture, or do you think it may be geek culture, the people that like geek culture are more prone to uh, depression or, or anxiety, or do you like do you think that there's some sort of mindset that's that's similar there? It seems to be, I don't know. I, like I said, it could be just me my my ignorance of it and just because i i, I tend to know people more that are right, are, right. are but it, it i would say that my my view probably is skewed as well from not from work in work i i see a variety of people and in other things there are, are definitely a lot of people that are attracted to the geek culture and also dealing with anxiety or depression or both um but i think that part of that is because um it's an, a nice counter to the some of the dark things that are, are in our, our lives, right? It gives you a great way of, of escape. And in a lot of ways, it's better, a better world, right? Like in movies or TV, not always. But I don't think that that is the case for the system at large. If I looked at my population of clients, I would say that probably the amount of my clients who are dealing with anxiety and depression are the same as probably closer to the world of the amount of people that are like, you know, would consider themselves geeks would be um, probably at the same levels to that. And, okay. and so I don't know, right? I know that a lot of gamers deal with anxiety. Um, sure. But and it might not be so much. Exactly. Uh, and it might be a situational one, like you were saying before. So it's not you so much feed on it, right? Like you like well, that too. Yeah. You don't get better at socializing, and you have social. Like a lot of people with social anxiety do uh, enjoy gaming and a lot of uh, games that are social in aspect, which which kind of allows you never to have to get over the social anxiety because this gives you this perfect little pool of safety that you can understand, be really good at, and never have to get out to. So mm -hmm. I think that that might also play upon it, but I'm not sure that it actually affects more or that something in geek culture would be causing that. I, I don't think so. You would know more than I am, for sure. No, it was, just, it was just a thought that I had in, you know, you think of people who are, like, personally that I deal with quite often it's it's the, the person that I do know with depression and like I said it's it may be just the fact that people that I relate with that I happen to know that they they suffer or they go through that but mm -hmm. it was just you know it's one of those things where it's hard to say but it's an interesting concept like because mm -hmm. 
or like if they were more susceptible for some reason or, or whatnot. Which, hey, if you got if you're if if anyone I could talk to would have a good um, set of data to to pull from to really get a, an opinion on this, I think you would be a good option. So, mm. I think that there's the one point is that. People that are feelers are less likely to be sociopaths because they can't be if they're feelers. Like if there's strong people like super feelers, people that feel a lot are definitely more, um, they, they have a greater chance to, to feel upset, anxious, or, or depressed to that. And, you know, a lot of bureaucrats are the opposite of the spectrum. They don't feel, they don't feel guilty, they don't feel bad. So they wouldn't be susceptible to that. So there's definitely a 2 to 5% of the population that would be pulled out, which might change that. Sure. Well, you kind of, it's pretty common to like the top end and the bottom end to kind of take them out of a scientific set, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so that was a fun conversation. Do we want to break into more interesting recent geek stuff? Sure. All right. Well, uh, since even though uh, officially in Canada, it's not launched because, and everyone it's funny enough, a few people at work I've talked to about this don't don't jump to it. Uh, I believe it's simply because they don't have it ready for interaction in French. Uh, but we both have HomePods. We do. That's so strange. It, I did know, not expect you is, to have a HomePod, even though you watch the show. So there was like many more chance to that. That like we are probably one of the few Canadians. Oh yeah, there's not a whole lot of us, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, mm-hmm. and even more so as I have two. We, you've I already know. like. Oh my goodness. I'm a crazy person. That's that's just the way it is. Um, so it in from its launch, there's a lot of interesting impressions. Uh, Renee uh, of iMore did a fabulous review and did what he does best, in my opinion. And is he's even though he's a big Apple person, he's he's very non-biased about it. Uh, quite often, like I'm hearing and I've seen. So there was this Reddit person who's an audiophile that went and did a whole lot of analyzing of it and said it was one of the best things ever then i'm seeing other audiophiles on like youtube and other places saying nah don't do this this is not worth it uh my biggest pet peeve personally uh is that everybody is reviewing this like it is a competitor to the google home and the amazon alexa which i don't think that is what it is at all it's an amazing speaker that happens to be can be controlled by Siri, uh, and if you know what Siri can do, then you've got a good idea what this is capable of. Yeah. Funny enough, though, for myself, everything that I was able to do on the few Google Homes that I have, I can do on this thing. Okay. So I, 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 so I was one of the few people that didn't really take or need to take full advantage of of what the Google Homes can do. Uh, but it amazes me how good it sounds. I don't know if you found it that. It does okay, sound I found that. really good. Like, it really sounds quite good. And, like, when I, when Renee first got it, I, I, I actually, if you listen to the show, I wasn't really a huge, like, thinking that I was going to really like this HomePod and that it was going to be something that I was going to be, you know, pining to get. And for me, what the HomePod, what got me was that, one, is the, the ability to just like just ask for any song or a playlist and that it plays it beautifully and that it can do like timers and deal with the house stuff that we already have automated yeah. really well. Like it, my phone, like Siri on my phone, it's okay. <laughs> but Siri on the HomePod, I'm like whispering and I, it was, it well, that's the out. kicker. Yeah. 
it, it is funny because really, I was yeah I was listening to one of the speakers um, before the show. Mm-hmm. And when I realized what time it was, so I was you know going to get ready for this, uh, I asked it to turn off. And the other one heard me. Yeah. And they're not yeah. like they're out, granted I don't have a big apartment, but they're other on the opposite ends of the apartment. So that's a that's a thing. But it's just it is it is pretty amazing how well they've gotten just the 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 microphone and speaker system to work together. Yes. And it is built like a tank. It is the s- smallest thing. It's no real taller than uh, an iPhone. And it freaks you out when you pick it up the first time because you're like, how is this so dense? It how is, is there so much really, weight in this? It's really heavy. And, and if you ever really want to understand it, watch the uh, the iFixit teardown where they yeah. had to break out like a hacksaw to get into it, which yeah. is in- insane. But yeah, yeah. so it's, it's certainly if, if somebody out there wants a smart speaker that will do all sorts of stuff, okay, this is maybe not for you, but if you want a good listening experience, if you love music, uh, you have a variety of music, you, and if you really want to take advantage of it, you should be an Apple Music subscriber, but if you don't mind queuing it up on your phone first, then you can listen to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few point, people have pointed this out. Like, So I have a lot of um, automated devices, mainly my Philips Hughes. Uh, they work with Google, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're so much faster with with Siri. I don't know why. So that that's interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. especially when you, you would consider considering how that technology works for HomeKit, it's supposed to be encrypted and so much more. And you would think that that encryption would cause it to you know, take a little bit longer, which makes sense. Yeah. But it nope, makes it's sense just, that it would, but nope, it doesn't. It's it just really like, doesn't. I'm gonna work. Yeah. It's, it's pretty freaky. But it so works I'm I don't really well. Really fast I, I, and really what like better than my phone, which doesn't make any sense. No, not but really. It understands but, me better. It hears me sooner, and it's like that. Of all of that things. still, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. But all of that being said, a lot of people have some valid complaints. Whereas certain things that you can do on the phone, you can't do on the HomePod, which yes. doesn't make any sense. Which so you're make like, any sense. like the biggest one is the calendar things. So why yes. you can't say add stuff to my calendar? When, yeah, that doesn't make for, no sense. It'll do the timers though. Timing is. It'll really do timers. Cool. It will do reminders. Really cool. Oh yeah, I no. Know that the timer went off. I didn't know. I didn't know what that noise meant. I know that sounds stupid, but I didn't know. I no, well, if you hear it, because it's such a pleasant noise. Yes, that's, that's it. why. Like you don't expect right. it, but um, the the uh, the Google Homes have a very pleasant noise for timers too. So it's once you get used to it though. You know it after you while, but I weird. almost like burnt those little like I was cooking something at Renee's place and I like <laughs> they almost like totally went out and we were like, What's that noise? Wait, what Renee is that? just moved. Did you almost burn down his new place? Yeah, yeah. He just he just moved and we almost <laughs> we almost took out like, you know, but yeah. I, luckily I at some point we we're like, wait a second, maybe that was the timer. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I'm a I've been a big fan of music for some time. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to see a, a concert now this week actually. So that, and I'm a big fan. That was the first thing I played. Um, I played Star Seat by Arlie Peace. That was the first thing without oh, nice. question. Uh, um, that's who I'm seeing on uh, Thursday. Oh, very nice, very nice. That's the upgraded S- one. Yes. Nice. Uh, this is a seventh or eighth time I've seen them. Oh so wow. I'm a fan. Yeah. Just, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, playing that music. Granted, I've been, I've been into, unintentionally, I've gotten into good audio for for headphones over the years, 
Um, so it, like, it doesn't sound that much better or, or, or really much better than my headphones do. Mm. Uh, but being able to, the, the feeling and that crispness of some of the songs that I've listened to and how it does the bass it does, I have no idea. It's like ridiculous. It is. A, it's amazing to, to have it, um, when you first set it up, it, does, it, it doesn't sound that great as it's trying to figure out where it's placed in the room and then slowly with time, it sounds better because it's actually been exactly. going through and this, it does this really quickly with minutes. It's yep. figured out how best, where to play, to what, and just sounds better and better. And it's ease of use to me makes it wonderful. And yes, it's not, I think that it's a very valid point that you made that it's not a, um, it's not, it's not a, an assistant. It truly is no. a, a smart speaker that can do a few other cool things, but also you're not going to be selling all your information to Google. So like, or anybody, or that's, anybody. The, that's the other beautiful, yeah. the, the, and that's yeah. what Apple continuously does is yeah. they secure all of this. And I wouldn't, I even, you know, you can question calling the other two smart speakers maybe, but I, I don't think it's a smart speaker in any fashion. It's just, it's a voice controlled speaker. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm, don't regret dropping the probably a little bit extra money to get it early, but that's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Once you use it for anyone that says that, I always, oh, say, it's, well, it's always, out, I was not a, I was not a big, like, you know, Oh my God, I can't wait to get this. And I saw it and mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I really, hmm. And <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, that Apple specifically tends to do with little, like their things. Like when, uh, the Apple Pencil, for instance, was was one of my first times I had seen that experience. Not for myself, because I'm not that great of an artist, uh, but uh, the local Apple affiliate here, I went in after I got my first iPad Pro, and uh, I was wanting to check out the uh, the smart keyboard. Hmm. So, you know, they didn't have one in display, and I was talking to the people, and, you know, that's all they could do. And it came up that I had an Apple Pencil, and they hadn't seen it yet. Huh. So I'm here talking to the manager, and uh, I let him try out the Apple Pencil, and he was having a blast. And he was like, this is crazy that this works this well. So what did he do? And this comes with just interaction between two people that are passionate about stuff. He's like, okay, I'm going to break out this, this sealed uh, cover so you can try it out because you just gave me something, an experience I didn't have. You know, So yeah. you get that kind of stuff. And letting an actual artist use it, yeah, that blows your mind. I have this image that you'd swear was sketched out on paper. Um, and it's, it's a gorgeous image and she's a clearly a good artist, but like to think that that was done digitally is mind blowing, Incredible. but that's, so there's little things. It's how, and then you come up to the AirPods and you know, as they're Bluetooth, they're small and whatnot. And that, you know, that's, that's very good. But the fact that they made them just open the lid, yeah. oh, look, they're, they're ready to connect now. Yes. And then they of course took that, um, that simplicity and put it to uh, setting up the home pod. So yeah. it's those little things where you're just like mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. They do when they do it, they do it well. Like it's well made. I love the case. The case itself is addicting opening and closing that case. The oh, that's, that's all I was doing. And that's all I was it, doing. The way that the magnet kind of sucks the little tiny ear. Oh yeah. It's just, just like, it just, just sucks that. it right. Just, it, it, seriously. It's just this, that click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's nice to have in your pocket. Like, and it's charging at the same time. Like, come on, that's, Granted, that's pretty sweet. Granted, I don't use these sweet. very often anymore, but 
-hmm. it's a combination between me using, because as good as they are, they do sound better than their normal uh, headphones. Yeah. But they don't sound nearly as good as the headphones I normally use. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's just one. There's only so much you can expect in a space so small. And a Bluetooth, and a Bluetooth too, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other one quick point I'll say is, initially I thought the HomePods didn't have Bluetooth at all, which apparently they do. So, like, that, if it's in there, just turn it on. Who cares, right? Sure, you need, a, you know, we need an iPad, uh, iPod or, you know, a compatible device to set it up, but just turn it on. Let the people that come over be able to stream to it. It's not that big of a deal, but yeah, yeah. they didn't. So, uh, but that's not a problem with me, obviously, because all of my stuff is on. It is airplayable, uh, and it's pretty fun. I, I airplayed some FLAC files to, uh, just to see if they sounded much different. Um, so I don't know if that's a lim- limitation of AirPlay, but they didn't sound a whole lot different. So hmm. that might be. Maybe AirPlay 2 will help that. I don't know. Yeah, um, so what else can we talk about before I shift this up? Um, uh, what did I have? I've written down about, not that I care about sports ball very much at all, because I don't. But when I wrote this up, it just actually was um, the Super Bowl happened. And the only thing interesting for myself and probably yourself, I don't know how much of a sports fan you are, uh, is all of these trailers and uh, commercials that come out through that are really – some of these come out beforehand, but they're very prominent because of the Super Bowl. But uh, So there's four that caught me. One will, without a question, you'll, you'll be – uh, about so we'll start with that one and that's the solo trailer um see i missed all of i i always watch the commercials and this year did you miss this i have you seen it since no i haven't done any i haven't done any of the the like if disruption was still play, we always covered them like all the the commercials and the scandals but I didn't. I haven't watched any of the commercials, so you'll have to tell me what was the commercial. Uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna get it. You'll have to watch it. But it's it, it's so solo Starlo's story. So you 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 actually see the the initial I, real trailer for it. I've seen I've seen it on um I saw I saw it on uh, before. Which movie did I see it before? Probably Black I think Panther. It was Black Panther. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen a lot of these I've seen preview to it. Okay, so, so well, it's, it's the, the same, same thing. Fact. I don't think Fair. it's it's much. It's just one of those things where, like, I took at once it was all over. I just went in. Okay, uh, commercials or trailers from yeah, Super yeah, Bowl yeah. or yeah, popped yeah. up on one of my feeds and I watched all of them. Uh, you had Deadpool two, which yeah. is uh, Ryan Reynolds' love child, for lack of a better word. He just is so good in that role. He's really uh, good in that role. He's he is that role. I, but you even, do know that in the comic, at one point, he says, "Oh my God." Uh, I do. Yeah. You know, he's, oh my God, now I look like Ryan Reynolds or something like that, which oh yeah, is really I, funny. Because that now, was even, I, I don't know how much before him being interested. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if Ryan Reynolds was ever interested in the role before he started yeah. becoming familiar with it or when yeah. he played Deadpool in uh, the Wolverine movie, um, yeah. where it wasn't really Deadpool. He played Wade, Wade, Wade when he played Wade Wilson very uh, right, initially. Right. It was really good. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. That looked. That looked. And I, I hate. I like because it's. I hate to to you know like. The second movie is often I like I gets my hopes up and then, I'm hard on movies though like 
That's I fair. Am, I am tough on films. So like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was okay. But I love yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. The it, first one was amazing and the other one was because it, it was okay. So I always worry about Deadpool 2, which I think I don't know how they could but they can mess it up. I'm like they're now just going to they're not going to hire writers. They're just going to try to stick a whole bunch of different things together and hope it makes sense. So sequels, I don't know. I have a hard time with understandable. sequels. Understandable. Um, that's they that's get my hopes understand. up and then crashed against the rocks. Well, I think I think for your example of Guardians of the Galaxy is that that was a a story that most people didn't have a clue about. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you, I I knew I knew there was a storyline that Marvel had that had a rac- raccoon in it. And that was it. Right. So right. I think it's it's the fact that. Personally, I think it was just the fact that you had no expectations. Yes, there was no expectations. And nothing to, so nothing to pull from. The expectational debt was to the positive. Right? Because you're like, this is going to be stupid. There's a tree and a, and a, a rat And a raccoon. And, like, and, what is this? and what a is green this thing? person. Yeah. yeah. This is horrible. Right? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then you have Groot, which is, you know, Groot is amazing. I have uh, Groot. I have my little I, Groot. I know well, you do. You can, yeah. Uh, yeah, your yeah, your profile like, picture popped I know, up. No, it still is, and it's it's completely inappropriate as a therapist because people are like, I don't remember. Well, do you? Uh, group. I uh, well, do, yeah, I do you therapy use... sessions through Skype, and then they're like, "What is that picture?" And then I'm like, "Oh, I should really change it." And you I probably should change it if you're going to use the same ID I, for that. Yes, probably. It's screwed. It's fine. It's screwed. It's like. Um, hmm. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's something about how that was made and put together, and and that's the beautiful thing about the. Marvel Cinematic Universe for myself is personally none of those movies are bad. Yeah, they're they're all very good. Yeah, some are great, some yeah. are amazing. Yeah, um, I'm somewhat biased and think still Avengers is the best one, but I'm a huge I Joss like Whedon Avengers fan. A lot. I like Avengers a lot. Um, I liked um, Spider Man, the latest Spider Man. Oh, Homecoming was great. I really liked it. And I also really liked, um, Black Panther. Then Wonder Woman was okay. Like it's good. It was a good movie. Wasn't a great movie to me. It was good. Um, the second Avengers was also good. Thor Ragnarok was, had great parts to it. And then other parts that I'm like, they went too far. Like it was just too. Yeah. I I found, I found Ragnarok was, is essentially just like uh, we're gonna have crazy action and then we're gonna go funny and crazy action and there was very little lull in between that so that's yeah. why it kept me going. Mm-hmm. Um, something about that music too, that that core music they used at the start and the end when the, like the battle scenes, See, uh, like, they embraced I, that. I didn't mind the movie. I didn't mind the music. I liked the music. I just I think that they but they well, used it a lot. It, there was a lot used. of it. Yeah, but I didn't mind. I didn't mind them using. No, it. I, I, I thought it song. tied it together. Personally. I, I like the song a lot. So it's it's very it's I don't know what it is. But. So what do you think about them um, and the and the solo? Because my worry is just Disney is going to bleed Star Wars dry. That's my that's my fear to it is they are going to well, bleed Star Wars until you know. No, that's that's that's, yeah. that's my fear and so and that's one of those things where it's certainly a worry. That's 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 fair. But when I like some of the conversations that I've had with people when they bought the uh, Lucas, you know, the Lucas rights to everything, uh, people just assume that it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that they acquired over the years seemed to they just seem to let 
let them be and do their thing. So that's why I have looking back on that because when they bought Marvel, I thought, well, this is going to be crap. True, 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 not, true. You know, that yeah. could go either yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, but then they, at that point, they like, okay, we're not going to license this out to anybody. We're just going to get our own team of people to do it. And it's just been great ever since, right yeah. from Iron Man to now. Yeah. And I, Infinity War, I'm losing my mind over. I cannot, I don't know how, I, I can't, I'm just going to be, it's going to be a, uh, a very fun weekend. Yeah. Anyways, so my most controversial one, personally, I find, um, Cloverfield Paradox. I have not, so, so Cloverfield, well, I, I have you seen watched, the first two, either of the others? So I'll, I'll give you the, the reason for this. So I'm watching Cloverfield. And my husband, because of how shaky Cloverfield the movie yes. was, he couldn't watch it. And so no, I understand was that. kind of like stuck with, I could watch it alone or not watch it. So I didn't watch either of them. And now the show's on and I, it's like exactly the kind of show we love. Um, well, it's actually just it, the, the paradox is a movie. It's not even a show. Is it? Yeah. But what was, Oh, so is what, what is, what I find fun about it. So it's essentially it's it's the third movie in in the thing. I loved Cloverfield, um, personally. I, you know the shaky thing I should understand. I a lot of people it? like. Should I watch it without him? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, husband of Georgia that. Dow. That's fine. Oh, I, I I I don't know him at all, so I have no way of knowing how much <laughs> he'll hate me. Uh, but oh, it's I'm so sure it was. A sh Whenever I see something on Netflix, I assume always TV show. I should. No, I understand. No sense. But what I. What was funny about it? so Cloverfield had its, its standard when it came out, it has a standard oh, trailer in front of a movie, yeah. you know, six months to a year, and the movie comes out. Uh, the trailer for Cloverfield for me was so, was essentially, you know, a little bit of the beginning of the movie and interaction, and then random destruction in the, the, the head of the Statue of Liberty rolling down. That caught me. That anything that can do that really grabs the audience and then that's fantastic and i found that that it, it carried through and was great what what they did next with 10 cloverfield lane they basically gave like a month's notice like it was weird they're like and we're doing a movie and it's going to come out in the month and that caught me off guard uh and 10 cloverfield lane is not shaky cam and amazing it's a completely different movie huh. same universe completely different movie so is Paradox. But what personally, what I found extra funny about 10 Cloverfield Lane is it's uh, directed by uh, Dan Trachtenberg, which is uh, part, was part of uh, a previous podcast that I used to watch uh, that went on for like four or five years. But he was mainly just directing you know, basic stuff. Uh, but so that, that just caught me off guard. I was just like, wait, what? So I had to see it at that point. And he didn't disappoint. Mm -hmm. Then went on to direct one of the episodes of uh, Black Mirror. Which one so did he direct? I never remember. Now I have uh, to find out. But anyway, so what, what what was funny about that? So they, they went from the original Cloverfield to, you know, have a standard six month to a year until it came out to in 10 Cloverfield Lane to say, okay, you have a month and this movie's coming out to, hey, Super Bowl people, here's a movie coming out. It's going to be on Netflix tonight like it blew i'm like wait what this is now uh -huh. so that's that's what i find funny is is now i'm like, like granted a lot of people didn't like the movie i enjoyed it for what it was hmm. uh but it's it's the fact that 
the the Netflix universe with movies because there's there's a lot of movies that are coming out just for Netflix now, and a lot of them are good. Some of them I don't enjoy, but I can respect that a lot of people like it. But they're just there's like usually you get a couple weeks notice, like oh there's a new comedy special coming out. Oh uh, the new Marvel series for like Jessica Jones is next month, and you know we get that little heads up. This is and it's there tonight. You're like what? You have no right. thought. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was it's essentially a sci-fi thriller hmm. is the best way to, to explain it, where the first one was the shaky cam, almost sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Clover Lane was much more of a suspense thriller. So like they're very they're very different movies, which is what I find funny about it. What episode? He Flea directed test. test. Yeah. Uh, if that's the one I think it is, yeah, that was a great episode. Black Mirror is great anyway. Black Mirror is amazing. Even if the epi- some of the episodes that are weak, still amazing. It leaves you something to think about, and it really does deal with technology and, you know, the the, the other side to it. Oh, without a question. Um, which is funny. The, the show I just mentioned that uh, he's on is the first introduction to Black Mirror I had. Huh. Cool. Just, it came back around. Um and I only caught it. I actually didn't seek it out until it came up on, on Netflix when when the next season was coming in. And I went back and watched it all. It was, it's an amazing show. Hmm. Yeah. So I have nothing else written down. This went, it's funny because like I had so many little things. And we've been talking for I don't know how long at this point. So that's fantastic. Great. All right. Well, Georgia, I, I, I am cannot express how much i appreciate you coming on considering i'm some random nobody doing this for myself more than anything random nobodies no (laughs) no you are not a random nobody anymore you may have been at one point but you're not anymore uh so um uh tell people where where you are in the on the world uh i know you have a lot of really good things that you do yeah well you can um Check it, of course, I'm more show, but um, I'm also on uh, Twitter every once in a while, um, and that's at Georgia underscore death, and uh, that's that's usually the easiest way to find me, and if not, um, at Georgia at imore.com is my email. Uh, you also do a site with a colleague. I, I don't know. It's ah. just the one where, where it's very appropriate to this, so that I had to bring it true. up. That is true. That is true. That makes perfect sense. So I also <laughs> do um, video series on how to treat anxiety and depression, and that is anxiety-videos.com on uh, the web. And we do videos so that if you want to treat your anxiety or depression at home, you can do so. Actually, I don't know if our depression one is out yet. But anyways... We have it will be it's okay. It will be. We have it on the list of things to do, and uh, we do also parenting and sleep and other stuff like that as well. Yes, that's fantastic. Not something I've taken the time to check out yet because I haven't because I'm a horrible person. I don't know. Either way, okay. Uh, nonetheless, it, it's a good cause, and that's that's why I definitely wanted to bring it up. Uh, so, of course, I'm um, available even though I don't get much contact. You can find me. Uh, all those people listening, which I may actually have more listeners after my last episode. And mm-hmm. anybody that's listening that took the time to listen to what was a very difficult episode for me last week for Bell, let's talk. I appreciate your comments. Um, the reaction to that was uh, somewhat overwhelming, but uh, if it helped one person, then it was worth my time. Uh, you can find uh, 
me on Facebook for a lot of my updates. Uh, go directly to melancholygeek.com. I'm on Twitter as well at melancholy underscore geek. And if I ever find a reasonable costing source, I will have an email that isn't my own using. But currently, you can uh, contact me at mail at, at com. And because of the wonders of audio recording, uh, I had to record this this ending over. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview or really very good discussion uh, with Georgia and uh, maybe we'll get more guests on soon. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye.